Hey guys, Frank with Tithely, uh, coming to you on another episode of Modern Church Leader, uh, Monday morning, 9 a.m. Pacific. Um, and like you know, we've been doing this show for a number of weeks and months now, uh, just interviewing church leaders, pastors, evangelists, um, kids group coordinators, volunteers of just all types that are kind of leading through the pandemic. Um, so as we're going through COVID-19, as we're going through, uh, you know, civil unrest and protests, as we're coming up on an election, just all the craziness that's going on in the world. Um, just talking to church leaders and pastors uh, who are leading and loving people through this time. So really having a great time. I hope you're enjoying the show. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, definitely would appreciate that. Uh, help us spread the love. Uh, and when you subscribe, you'll make sure you get all the updates. So really excited about today. I am joined by uh, Johnny Rivera out in Jersey. Hey, Johnny, how's it going this morning? Hey, Frank, uh, doing pretty well. How about yourself? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm good. Got the coffee. It's it's still early my time. So, you know, you're about lunch. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Um, so, Johnny, you're the you're like an elder, also sort of the senior evangelist leading a church in Jersey. Um, I'd love to learn a little bit about uh, kind of your story, how you got into ministry, uh, how you got into leading the church there in Jersey, and then uh, maybe a little bit about the church. Sure. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to uh, uh, be on this. And uh, yeah, you know, we've sure. had several conversations over the years, so this is uh, oh, uh, yeah. another, another great talk we get to have. <laughs> you get, I mean, you've been around. You've been a Tithely customer for four years, three and change? I, I, you know, I, I've, these days, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand yeah. years is like a day. I, I've lost track how many years it's actually been. It's been a while. It's been it's a while. It's been a while, yeah. for sure, for sure, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, uh, you know, I, I, my story is a little uh, out of the ordinary in that uh, I was uh, an atheist before I became a Christian. Wow. Uh, uh, became a Christian in uh, 97 as part of the New York City church. And um, we, uh, my wife and I were already married with two kids. Uh, we were only 21 at the time. We got married at 19 years old. Wow. Uh, we had uh, kids. Uh, by the time uh, we became Christians, we were both already married with kids. Um, spent the first few years in New York. Moved to New Jersey, actually at that time, to uh, be nearer to my uh, brother so that we could take care of my mom at that okay. time, who was uh, actually battling colon, colon cancer. Uh, she got better and has been cancer free for 20 years now. Uh, but um, we, you know, we moved to New Jersey and, and, and we were part of the church here in Central Jersey uh, starting in 01. And then uh, 2004, once Robert and Michelle um, Carrillo uh, moved to uh, actually San Diego, um, now they're in LA, but, uh, once they moved, they, they kind of trained and raised us up, appointed us. And then, um, we started leading the church in 2004 and we've been here the whole time, 16 years, uh, wow. with the central Jersey, uh, church. And so, uh, central Jersey church is, as the name tells you, it's literally like right smack in the middle of the state. Mm -hmm. One thing I always have to tell people is, uh, in our fellowship of churches is that, the New York City Church has a New Jersey region, and they're up north. And then the Philly Church has a New Jersey region, and they're down south. And then we're right in the middle of the state, and uh, we're at where Rutgers University is, Princeton University is. That's kind of all the area 
uh, that we encompass. And so uh, we have currently three regions, the Shore Points, Mercer County, and then the Central Region. And uh, we're uh, up around 380 members now uh, between the, the, the three groups. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, that's pretty much the deal. We have uh, also a very diverse church, Yeah, like every way you can think about. Uh, for example, we do International Sunday every year. We celebrate our diversity and we have disciples uh, that are members in our church from 45 different countries. And so, which is a lot when you consider there's only 380 of us. Right, right. Within the 380, there's that many, that much. Yeah. So it makes for fun times, great food. And, uh, you know, we we always have a a great time with those services. So that's a little bit about our church as well. Yeah, yeah. Very cool, man. Well, it's interesting. I mean, it's not really the topic of the the show per se, but when you have a church that's that diverse um, and, you know, kind of all the, protests and Black Lives Matter and a lot of things about that are kind of happening right now. Like how, how does your church um, respond to that? Like how, how are the people rallying? What, what are you kind of hearing and seeing and feeling within a church that's that diverse already? Yeah. Well, clearly it's been a, a very uh, challenging time. Um, I could say from my perspective, as I've talked to even other brothers and sisters, you know, church leaders, I think um, if if your introduction into talking about race was this time, it's probably been a pretty chaotic time for you. Right. right. Um, but if you delved into it a little bit beforehand, uh, this could actually be a really, you know, uh, uh, although challenging, you could see God work in some really amazing ways. Mm-hmm. And I would say for us, because we had been talking about this topic, because we're so diverse, you you just can't avoid this topic. Right. Um, we had been we've had several workshops, uh, probably four or five workshops, even in the last two years, just on dealing with race. And um, and so, although it's been challenging, um, although there's been many times where we just kind of cried together. Um, it's actually been an incredibly unifying time for us. That's cool. Um, it's been really great to have conversations and and to work through it together, recognizing that you know it's it's complicated at times and there's a lot of strong feelings coming from different angles. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh, God calls us you know to unity, and so uh, we've really you know uh, had some great victories in this. And that doesn't mean there haven't been challenges and that doesn't mean that there still aren't challenges, right? Right. right. But uh, I, I've actually found it to be pretty uh, unifying this time, actually. Um, I think it's been really good to have these discussions and hear one another out, hear the different perspectives. And you know, unity isn't the absence of differences. In fact, I think unity stands out even more when there is a diversity of opinions and different ideas and experiences. Then you really see how strong your unity is. Right. So, um, so it's been, it's actually been, I got to say, um, tough, but encouraging uh, yeah. during this time. I mean, I guess, uh, you know, even, even going with the theme of the, the show today, like not underestimating what God can do. So whether it's in a pandemic or protests and civil unrest, like not underestimating God. Um, and so what have you guys done 
like in, in that sense, like how have you done these workshops and how have you brought people together? How have you facilitated those conversations um, with the church there? Yeah, well, it's interesting. This is where the pandemic and then this time, you know, honestly, I, I'm going to speak from our perspective. Some people may not be fired up to hear. I actually think the pandemic has helped us to deal with this um, in a deeper way. Wow. Uh, for example, um, we, uh, you know, we took a, a week. We do daily devotionals as a church. So every day, 8 a.m., we do a, a devotional together. We do it on a Zoom call, and we cover a variety of topics. Okay. And, um, and like we stay everybody, on. Everybody gets on, or, you know, whoever can. Whoever can, right. Has to get on it at right. 8 a.m. 8 a.m., cool. yeah. It, it depends. Obviously, some people are already working at that time. Some people are on their way to work that, you know, we have first responders that have to go to work. But we get a pretty decent-sized group in these uh, morning uh, devotionals. And we've been doing that every day since about the, I'm going to guess about the third week of the lockdown. Um, so it's been wow. a couple of months now that we've been doing Look, that. And I get it. That's that's It's a lot of work. It's a, it's lot, a of lot of work. I was, doing, I was doing daily interviews for, I don't know, 30 days or 40 days, something like that. So it was a number of interviews in a row every day, 9 a.m. And so just from that perspective, it mm. takes a lot of effort to kind of keep it rolling and keep at it. And you guys have been doing it for months now. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we were on, you know, we were in New Jersey. So obviously in New Jersey, we had like some extreme lockdown orders here. So we were a little less free to move around as other parts of the country may have been. Uh, the other parts are getting locked down now. So it's all. Right, exactly. It's kind of flipped. Everyone's <laughs> getting their fair shake, I guess. Yeah, we're just spreading our wings right now. And you guys, everybody else is starting to lock down. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I think in that, we were able to do several devotionals, but we devoted a week uh, to uh, a series that we call Race and Religion. Mm. And, and, and what, what ended up happening was, you know, the devotionals usually go about an hour. You know, there's like a 30-minute wow. devotional, and then there's yeah. like 30 minutes of sharing. Well, that week, we did about three hours a day. Oh. And and stayed like people legit oh, stayed it goes, mean, it goes against everything like in terms of like today's way of thinking about media right it's bite-sized it's small it's short get done in under an hour or get done in under 30 minutes and you know yeah, it goes yeah. against all of that completely against it and 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 that wasn't the plan the plan was we we're going to keep doing you know, the devotional's way we've been doing it, where it's like 30, 45 minutes, a long one would go an hour, depending on the, you know, the sharing that's on a Zoom call. But with this topic, um, I mean, you know, we would have a discussion and then there'd be a time of sharing and, and people would share their personal experiences, especially the wow. brothers and sisters of color. Right. And it's powerful because sometimes, you know, you can hear what goes on in the world and it, and you don't, there's not a personal touch. No. And it's all, it's in the media. So everyone's a little bit skeptical. Like I exactly. think a little bit of like, how is this being spun when I'm watching it versus right. like just hearing it from someone, you know, and you really trust and believe. Right. That you love and have a 15 year relationship with. Right. And, and they're telling you, Hey, this, these have been my experiences. And, and it was powerful. I mean, we, we, we cried together. I mean, we, we talked in, through things. 
And honestly, if I'm being honest, I mean, as much as I have wanted to address this issue and we had started addressing this issue before the pandemic, I don't think we would have ever had a forum in which we would have made that much progress that fast, like these morning devotionals. Right. And we would not have these morning devotionals, to be completely honest, if it wasn't for the pandemic. So right. it provided the, the forum for us to really have deep conversations. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's huge. Like that's God shining through all of this crazy stuff and, and just watching him show up and like on a zoom call, Yeah, you know, which is yeah. also kind of like goes against what most people are kind of, I don't know, comfortable with, or the expectation of like, it happens in person and you do it over coffee or whatever, you know, you start sharing your heart and right. feelings and life and all that kind of stuff in more intimate, smaller settings. Sure. Yeah. And, and I, I would say that, you know, one of my biggest takeaways from this pandemic time is that now's a time where like the work that you put in beforehand is exposed for mm. good or bad. And if you had really deep relationships before the pandemic, then you can kind of upkeep them and even build upon whatever it is that you already, you know, kind of built before the pandemic. Right. If you didn't have strong relationships, you've probably suffered through loneliness and just really struggling to connect with people because like this medium isn't ideal to really build great right. relationships, right? Yeah, but yeah. if you had them already, you could really build on it, you know? And I yeah. think that um, those that had strong relationships have used this time to further strengthen those relationships. Right. Those that didn't, Dada, I, I, go I got a guest. <laughs> We're live. Hi. Hey. All, right. All right, go do your thing. Did, did, did I have to write down every single no. question? Because Let me I finish did, and we'll talk. Because I didn't write down everyone. Because All right. <laughs> this is the wonders of working from home. YouTube, isn't it? YouTube Live, that was Ryder. I hope everybody noticed his eye mask from sleeping. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I got another one. Good job, dude. Great, great work. They're um, for <laughs> it's awesome. They're doing it's in summer for everyone watching Johnny for you. We have them still doing kind of keeping up with some math and some reading and things like that, just because summer vacation is a lot, a long time. And there's a lot of hours in the day. So oh, they, were, yeah. they were showing me their math work because uh, they got to check in with daddy. So uh, that was that. Um, so sorry, my apologies for the interruption. No keep going. No worries. Yeah. So like I was saying, I think, you know, um, this 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 time, I think has you know exposed where we need to grow in, and, yeah. and and you know maybe some of the things that we have done right, we've reaped the rewards of that uh, during this time when we mm -hmm. haven't been able to connect. So I think it's been a very uh, revealing time in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah, yeah, and I love that. Um, I mean, if you're close with people and have the deep connections, and the church is tight knit you can weather this, you can get yeah. through, you, you know, you'll find ways to connect. You'll do the zoom meetings. You'll have the social distancing barbecue. Yeah. You wear the masks. You'll kind of do what it takes. Um, cause you want to be with the people like you want to be with your friends. Yeah. But if they weren't really your friends. You don't necessarily like want to be with them. Right. Like yeah. you're, you're kind of with them, uh, because church is happening type of thing. So, sure. um, I love that. Talk to me a little bit about, I mean, I, I love you're doing these days. Are you still doing the Zoom devotionals today? Yes. And and what's the structure? I mean, just really practically, I mean, we've got a lot of people that watch the show um, 
and I think this is a really cool thing. And and just you know, real quick, if you're watching us live, super appreciate you guys. Um, give the show a like. Uh, obviously, interact in the comments. We always give away uh, a pair of Apple AirPods, uh, the new ones. So tell us you're here. Tell us where you're from. Ask Johnny some questions. We'll try to get them in the private chat. Um, but appreciate you guys joining us. Um, so Johnny, tell us about how you like just the practical side of hosting the Zoom uh, devotionals. How long is the devotional? How do you facilitate the chat? All those kinds of things. Sure. So basically we have um, uh, myself and we have two other young evangelists that are appointed in the last couple of years that lead the regions. Um, and so we've kind of shared the load in terms of doing the devotionals each morning. Yeah. So like I might take a week or two and then someone else will take a week or two and so on. And so we've, we've touched on a variety of, of topics. And so um, we, you know, we, we tell people ahead of time, here's a topic, here's the link we get on. There's, you know, a little short lesson and then, you know, there might be a question thrown out or just a general, Hey, what are your thoughts? Yeah. And, you know, we try to use the, um, the virtual raising your hand to make it a little bit less chaotic. <laughs> Right. Not everyone knows how to find the virtual hand, so they have to like wave at the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You're like, that works too, but I can't see everyone. Exactly. I can't see everyone at the same time. <laughs> right. Right. So we um so we so that's pretty essentially how we do it. And everyone knows the topic ahead of time. Okay. And then we cover a topic a particular week and then we'll move on to a different uh why, why do you think the the race um devotionals in a sense, performed so well? Like, why was there so much? It, were they the most attended and longest discussions? And did that series go on for the longest? Like, why do you think that just had such an impact on people? Yeah, I, and I'm gonna, this is my personal opinion. And, for sure. And based, for, and based off of our experience here, is uh, it was definitely the most well attended, um, where some of the calls probably had 150 people uh, on them. Yeah. Um, most well attended and the only ones that went three hours long. Yeah. Uh, there were no, we, we typically don't go more than an hour, hour right. and minutes, the longest. Yeah. Um, I, I, I believe, <clears throat> I know for us, talking about race hasn't always been something that we did or welcomed in our, um, in our church, uh, I think probably we might say that for our fellowship, but each place is different. Um, and so we just really, you know, I think um, don't haven't talked about it as much as we should. And I think once we said, "Hey, let's let's just really talk about this," I think there was probably years worth of conversation that were built up, mm. and things that people shared on those calls they had never shared with any other disciple. Right, because of fear wow. of being told, oh well, it that probably did. It wasn't really that, or you know how. Unfortunately, we have brothers and sisters, especially of color, whose experiences have been dismissed or minimized, uh, but finally found, oh hey, we're talking. Let 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 me just share my experience. Right, and it ended up being a really healing experience. So both for the brothers and sisters of color, they're like, wow, this I, I'm being validated. I'm, I'm I'm my brothers and sisters are with me. They're not just like. Right. From a distance, oh yeah, this is an issue, but no, I'm being validated in my experiences. I think it was powerful. Mm -hmm. I mean, really powerful. I mean, it was heartbreaking, but it was powerful to hear the stories. 
And I think that just kept people wanting to engage more and talk more and, and, and wanting to dig deeper. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think all those things contributed for us, uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's so good. And I love that you guys kind of went, you just jumped into it. Like mm. you, you didn't hesitate. You didn't worry about, um, I don't know the, the politics, if you will, of it, mm -hmm. or the kind of polarizing type of things that you see in the media and you, you know, a church could be kind of afraid of that, you know, that stuff seeping in and like, what's going to happen. But you're like, this is what's going on in the world and we're going to address it head on and not shy away. And we're going to do it in a really kind of, um, an almost scary way in a sense where you, you, you do the devotional, but then you open up the forum to 150 people in a virtual way and you have no idea what's going to happen there. Um, right. But man, it takes a lot of faith and a lot of courage, I think, to to do that. And then man, based on what you're describing, it's like God showed up massively and, and mm -hmm. really unified the church um, and made it just a powerful time for everyone involved. I can I can totally see that. So. Yeah. And I hope I hope people that are that are watching or watch the recording of this um, take some cues and give it a shot, um, and maybe in their own way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it yeah. is messy. It is a little messy, but it's incredibly I, rewarding. Yeah, I mean, we're all messy, right? We all right. got stuff, and that's that's what the church is all about, man. Is taking the mess and mm. putting us together and helping us see God through it, um, feel His love. Yeah, uh, instead of trying to do it on our own and suffer through everything. Yeah, um, man. So, uh, like, man, it, that's awesome. I feel like we could keep talking about it, but it's it also sounds like something that I'm hearing people express is like during these times, like we need hope, we need faith, we need vision. Um, how have you gone about like really keeping the church hopeful and faithful? Um, you know, it sounds like this moment, right? These have been amazing, the daily devotionals. Are there other things that you're doing or maybe the types of devotionals you're doing to inspire hope and faith in the church there? Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. I remember the very first sermon that I did. It was totally weird. Uh, the video was terrible. Oh, like uh, the first I sermon I did on March pandemic. 12th or March 15th or whatever Sunday exactly. that was. Okay. Was okay. Right around that time. And I remember that. And I, I, I what I told the church, I said, look, we, we're in for some topsy turvy days ahead <laughs> oh, for sure. But I promise you this, God is going to do something for the good of us during this crazy time. Yeah. And it's been so encouraging to be able to point out those moments and how God has strengthened us. And I, I was able to share it from a perspective, you know, um, our son, I have a 23 year old son who, who was in a car accident, was hit by a car um, in 2018. Mm. And one of the scariest moments, obviously of any parent's life is to have something like that happen. Yeah, yeah. It was a miracle that he survived. Uh, 16 wow. fractures, head injury, uh, broken legs, ligaments. I mean, oh, it just, wow. I won't even go to all the, but there was things that happened during his hospital stay and his recovery that I will never forget for the rest of my life where I saw God's hand work in ways, mm -hmm. and honestly, miraculous ways that I feel like I would not have learned those lessons had I not been put in a situation like that. 
Right. And I just think that sometimes um, when we're in the middle of it, it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. Oh, yeah, let's let's be happy about hard times. What I'm saying is if we just took some time to open up and look and say, okay, God, I know you can do something incredible. Not only do I know that you can, you actually will do something incredible through this time. Mm -hmm. And when you start to look for that, you're going to start seeing God work in amazing ways. And we've seen time after time things that have happened as a result of this pandemic that we would not have planned and maybe we would not have learned in the way that we have. Like I, I go back to that race and religion. That one week, I think we grew by months, perhaps years worth of, of, of training and discipleship in our walk with God. But it happened in that one week because of the pandemic and we were able to devote that kind of time. Right. And I, I don't know that you could put a price tag on that. I don't know that you could really understand the value in that. And so, so I just feel like it's so important to realize that, hey, we're not promised that we're not gonna have trouble. In fact, we're promised that we will have trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but what we are promised is, is that God is gonna walk us through the whole process right. and that he is gonna work for the good. There's going to be something that he does to really show us his power even through that. Mm. And uh, I think we've got to remind ourselves of that. And then we've got to look for it. And I promise if you look, you're going to see it. It's going to yeah. be clear as day how God has worked. How do you, I mean, I love that. It's like, you know, this is, this doesn't do us justice, but like, you know, when we were buying a minivan, right. Had the kids, it's like, Oh, we need another car. Like my wife has, wanted a minivan before we had kids. And so, but as soon as it's time to like get that thing, like I saw minivans everywhere on the, on the road, but I never saw a minivan ever before I was actually shopping for a minivan. But as soon as I was like, okay, we're going to start looking for minivans. They were everywhere. And I'm looking at every single minivan I see and evaluating them and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's a similar effect. Um, in some sense, I think when you're looking for God to show up, you start seeing them everywhere. Um, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, and I've used the same analogy because it is so true. You get a car, all of a sudden, wow, a lot of people have this car. <laughs> it's but on the road everywhere. Paying attention before. It really yeah. is. That's why yeah. what you look for is so important. And I think that's why we're called to keep our eyes on above, yeah. keep our eyes on Jesus. Why? Because when we're looking for that, we're going to see more. Right. Amen. So, yeah, totally. how, how have you um, communicated what God's doing right? That you're seeing to the church. How have you gone about like practically, you know, is it, is it on Sundays in the lessons? Is it in the devotionals? Like, where do you do it? How do you do it? How do you kind of get these, you know, God moments out to the people? Yeah. Well, every opportunity that, that we can, you know, we, we Sundays, we have obviously midweeks that we do uh, these devotionals. We keep bringing them up and pointing them out. Hey, you know, look at, look at what happened here. In this situation, you know, you know, this person just got baptized. You know, imagine if we weren't in a pandemic, would that conversation have happened? I mean, you just start putting all the pieces together and you realize, like, wow, okay, God, God just orchestrated this whole thing, and, yeah. and we're just kind of watching it all happen right before us, you know. Yeah. And so um, I think you know, we, we try to bring it up in, in the different ways as we go. Um, but, I, you know, I encourage all the brothers and sisters, hey, share this with each other as you're having conversations, how you're seeing God work, because it's going to remind us 
um, you know, that God is in control, you know, and God is still working some incredible things, you know. I, I use this analogy, and I used it at the very beginning. I think it's always a good thing for us to be reminded that we're not in control. Mm. And, you know, this pandemic has reminded us, you know, when we can't go where we want to go, when we want to go. Right, right. Um, going to the store, going to the gym, like going out of your house, like it's all. <laughs> absolutely. You can't go to the supermarket the, the way you want to go. I mean, it's, it's just challenging, right? And, and I mean, it's gotten better, obviously, where we are now, but it was really challenging. And I equate it to, um, you know, uh, and I heard this analogy somewhere and it was a really great one. It's like when you go to the supermarket and you have the cart, right? You have the shopping cart, but you have one of those shopping carts to have the little like uh, little car in the front of it that the kids get into it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so it's like a little red and yellow car. And, you know, imagine, you know, you see a, a kid, he's in that car. And as a dad, you know, you might see him and, or, or her and they turn the wheel to the right. So you kind of turn the shopping cart to the right. Oh yeah. You, you turn yeah. it to the left and you turn it to the left with them. And and then you realize, oh, well, I actually have to get stuff done. So they turn to the left, but you got to go to the right because it's in that <laughs> aisle that right. you got to get stuff, right? And so what happens? That kid turns around and like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. I'm not in control. And I thought I was, you know, and I think that God sometimes allows us to do things and and allows us to make certain decisions. And then we walk away thinking, oh, I did that. I'm in control. And then God sometimes has to remind us, well, actually, you're not. And so, and, and this is a good thing, because if you were, your life would be a whole lot bigger of a mess than it already is. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just think those are great reminders during these times. Yeah, yeah, man. It's uh it's so good. Let me circle back to these kind of race discussions and the devotionals and things like that real quick. Cause someone asked a great question um, about, you know, how do you manage the disagreement amongst the church members? Right. So as you're having these conversations, whether it's in the live forum on zoom, or maybe it's something that gets taken offline or somebody texts you afterwards or calls you or whatever, like how do you manage um, those conflicts? and and get them through kind of to resolution like what's what have you seen work well there mm. well um <clears throat> in terms of pandemic i think in the beginning we were very quick to kind of realize this was this was going to get really bad really fast mm -hmm. um but there were some folks who totally thought oh this is we're wasting our time, man. What are we talking about? How can right, we not right. meet the church? And so in the beginning, there was a little bit of that, but we made it clear. Um, we saw this, what we were doing and the measures we were taking as an act of love, not one of, of fear. And we talked about protecting one another and, and really having concern for one another. And we have members who are high risk. And, and so I think time made that pretty clear. Yeah. Where I think even those that were against it, came back later and said, hey, you know what? Thank you for doing that because right, right. that would have been a problem. And, and hi, it's always you know, like looking back in hindsight, right? It's kind of like, yeah, that was probably a good call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So so from that perspective, I think it was a little easier. I think time showed us that. With the race stuff, it is much more complicated because there's yeah. some strong opinions. And it's very, some of the opinions are very nuanced. And then, you know, we live in a, you know, really a soundbite culture where like you hear one sentence and then you want to like 
completely write off that person because of that one sentence, but that one sentence represented a much broader context yeah. of what they were saying. And so honestly, a lot of that, you know, we didn't haven't had a lot of, I would say, blow-ups in any of these devotionals at all, honestly. Um, you know, you have your comments here and there, but we do what we would encourage anybody to do, make a phone call afterwards and say, hey, when you said this, like, what did you mean? Or, yeah. hey, when you said this, it really bothered me, you know? And and so, so there's a lot of those conversations that have happened yeah. and have been handled like disciples. And, you know, um, it gets it gets tense at times, but I think, you know, uh, if we're we're seeking to have godly conversations, there's a way to do it in a in a way that really honors God. Yeah. And so, so that's how you know we've done it, and then you know yeah. we, we we've done our best with it. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Um, one last quick question: uh, yeah. How are you helping people stay grateful? How are you staying grateful? How are you keeping people grateful? Um, like it's hard to get really inward and isolated and focus on all the bad things, but you know, gratitude goes a long way. So, you know, kind of seeing God and staying grateful. What are, what are you doing on that side of things to help people stay grateful? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, right now uh, we want to uh, always try to re remember that if we have a relationship with God, we, we literally have everything. Right. And mm -hmm. so we even get to suffer differently than, than the world does. And right. so, um, we just try to remind people of just the power of God and what God is able to do. And, you know, the truth is for some people, it's, it's kind of funny, but I've had some of the introverted disciples say, hey, I'm good. We can keep doing this if you want. <laughs> you <know? laughs> they're like, this is how I always thought church should be. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're the most grateful they've ever been. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, yeah, it, it is. I think it's just reminding, hey you know, our relationship with God, what we go through here, uh, when we get to heaven, the bad week, the bad months, the bad even years will mm -hmm. be, will look like light and momentary troubles right. in comparison to being in eternity uh, with, with God. Um, and so I, I think um, it's just reminding folks of that, but, you know, we're honest, we all struggle with it. You know, we For struggle sure. with it on a daily basis. We get ungrateful for this, that, or the other. And um, it's just that constant reminder uh, to remember what's most important. Yeah. Amen. I mean, yeah, keeping us focused on the right thing. Um, love that. Um, Johnny, this has been awesome, man. Thank you for the time. Thank you just for your thoughtfulness and even your faith and courage to have these discussions. Um, that was awesome. I'm glad we could chat about that. Didn't even know that would be part of what we'd get into today. So um, I think another cool God moment. Um, where can folks go to check out kind of your guys's Sunday services, um, your live stream, those kinds of things? Sure. So um, you can go to our, uh, we have a YouTube page. You can look it up under Central Jersey Church of Christ, or you could even type in CJCOC. You'll see our YouTube page. We put all of our Sunday services, they're pre recorded, and we post them on there. Um, and then uh, we have a, you know, Instagram page. Facebook page, Twitter yeah. feed, that kind of thing, where we uh, make mention of different devotionals that we have and that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> but primarily, uh, all of our devotionals are done through Zoom. And so, you know, we, we encourage people, we put it up on social media. Do you guys record those? We actually do. And we've started to post them on our app through okay. Tidly. Um, we, we post them on the message board so that yeah. if you missed it, 
you could always go back and 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 listen to some of those. Love that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Um, North Coast Church does a daily devotional every morning at six thirty a.m. I get a push notification from them about their new daily devotional. Mm -hmm. uh, so you guys should do the same thing with yours mm -hmm. like every morning, whatever, you know, 9 a.m. Push notification via the app for anyone who couldn't um, attend it live, obviously. Right. Uh, but it's super effective. I mean, I see it from North Coast. I'm like, man, this is awesome because they do it every day. It's a video. They post it on YouTube, but I get a push notification in their app, you know, that Tyler does their app too. Mm. Uh, so super cool way to push out that content. Um, but Johnny, thanks for today. Uh, if, if you joined us live, thanks for joining us. Appreciate you guys. We'll be back next week, 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, again, subscribe to the show, share with your friends, help us spread the word and uh, have a great week. Appreciate you guys.